Hello everybody and welcome to another True Fans podcast live watch along over here on Stereo and of course you can hear all the highlights on Anchor. Yes, we've had a bit of a week off. We deserve a good week off due to uh, all the success that's been going on over the past couple of weeks. We've only got you guys to thank for that. But we are back with another fun and interesting week of content as we close out this match day as Everton hosting Southampton. Uh, Massive, massive game tonight for both teams. Two teams that are probably overachieved in the league this season, but absolutely dominating performance. My co-presenter. Let me tell you a little bit about him, actually. Well, there's no need to. There's no need to. You already know who it is. Gary, Brenda Best, is here with us today. Gary, how you doing, pal? How about you, Kieran? I'm doing good, mate. I'm doing good. Listen, both of these teams, you're going to definitely be watching, intrigued about how they perform today. Um, let's give you guys the the lineups before we get into some massive, massive questions that has already been prepared for us. But we can also respond to your voice messages as well. Kickoff three minutes away. Uh, let's start with the home team, then Everton, Jordan Pickford. In between the sticks, Michael Keane has got a new centre-back partnership with Mason Holgate. Godfrey coming in down that right-hand side. Luca Digne down the left as normal. A very, very dominating front three midfielder with Ducore, Allen and Gomez. Sigerson just in front of them in the camp position. Calvert-Lewin has returned following his injury he caused last time he was here as well against Manchester City, a game, of course, we covered on Stereo. Southampton's lineup is looking good as well. Nathan Redmond and Diempo back in the wings. Ward-Prowse, a free-kick specialist in the midfield. Ryan Bertrand also attends. And the front two, Danny Ings and Che Adams, with Theo Walcott injured now until mid-March. Minamino is also injured there. Lone Star from Liverpool. So, Gary, we've two teams that, like I mentioned, has probably overachieved this season. What do you think the outcome of this game is going to be? I think it's going to be... I think everything... Listen, I think Everton have got to get back in to winning ways if they are going to keep um, you know, the hunt really for for Euro- at least Europa League football as uh, UK The Truth has just started to listen. Thank you very, very much. Um, do stay around, send voice messages in if you can. Uh, they've only won two of their previous five, five games, two wins, two defeats and one draw. Southampton has slipped down the table a little bit, currently sitting in 14th. They've not won a game in five, only picked up one point from the last five games. So I definitely think you're correct in saying that. Everton will pick up the victory. I'm going to go with a 2-0 victory for Everton today as both teams take a knee in respect, of course, of uh, the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, This is going to be interesting, of course. We're going to be watching this in two separate stages, first half and second half. So, uh, you know, make sure you return to us for the second half as well and also check out the podcast on spotify as well you can listen to that during the half time why not we'll have a full 90 minutes of content 
with us. So two teams that we don't follow, but we've definitely got to keep our eye on. Everton could go level on points with us, with Liverpool, who picked up a good 2-0 victory over Sheffield United uh, last night. Liverpool back to winning ways following their following four straight defeats in a row. So let's get into these uh, massive, massive topics today, Gary, because there has been some news circling uh, today. With um, I think we've got to talk about this first, the penalty incident. The penalty incident last night um, between Manchester United and Chelsea. The FA has made a Manchester United decision after controversial Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and Luke Shaw's comments after the Chelsea draw. Lucifer underscore one, number one. How are you? Thank you very much for joining us. So, um, comments were made by Manchester United manager Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, Luke Shaw as well, who was involved in the incident with Chelsea player Callum Hudson-Odoi. I think it's... I think the most important thing we have to say here, Gary, is what do you think? Should that be the penalty? Yeah. The referee said it was a penalty, but he didn't want to give it because he didn't want controversy to start. A fantastic name has just happened. Dreadlock, 316. Thank you very much for joining us. Yeah, mate, I don't think personally it was a penalty. I think it was... You know, both of them sort of hit their arms at, at the same time. Um, so I think both players were very, very unlucky there. Um, you, you know, not to at least get something. But um, how, what do you think about Oli Gunnar Solskjaer's comments? I didn't really watch the um, Oli's comments, but I watched Luke Shaw's. And apparently, obviously, what this is what he said now. We don't know if this is true or not. Well, apparently, the referee went up to Harry Maguire and said that he there was a penalty but he didn't want to give it because obviously, like I said, because of the controversy of like, referees and all that nowadays. Yeah. Mom. We are back, unfortunately, due to some connective issues. Everton advancing here, and it's the first corner of the game inside the first three minutes. I've just had to sort stuff out. That's why I've um, I seem out of breath. I'm sure Gary has been a, a steady anchor of the ship since I've been. Gone. Calvert Lewin back in the team today. That's a massive, massive positive for Everton. 
yeah, seems to have been an, an offside decision against Calvert-Lewin back in the side, like I mentioned, playing a front two, Everton, with Calvert-Lewin and Richarlison. Gary, coming back to that Manchester United-Chelsea incident, since uh, football has returned without any fans uh, uh, in the stadium due to lockdown and, uh, you know, safety precautions, Manchester United have been awarded 35 penalties. That's the most out of any traditional top six team combined. Does that show that Manchester United probably make a lot more advanced runs, you know, into the box or do you think it's potentially decisions where they've been very lucky in? I think it's a mixture of both. I think there's somewhere it can, they can be lucky, but then there's somewhere they actually do make quite good runs into the box and get past people. Yeah, definitely. Bruno Fernandes being being particularly one of them. He wasn't on it as much as I thought he was. He would be yesterday, but I mean, Chelsea definitely showed, uh, you know, definitely a massive, massive. Uh, you know, confidence in order to win it. Everton showing their last five home results, all of them being uh, without a victory. The only point they picked up was against Leicester, but defeats to teams like West Ham, Newcastle, Fulham. As uh, Southampton get their first corner of the game, Ryan Bertrand with his return to the team, making a strong advancement run. So I think... It's definitely going to be difficult to say because, you know, Manchester United uh, are such an up and down team. Where do you think they'll Where do you think they'll finish this season? Oh, I think it's going to be within the top six. It's top six. Exactly where. Yeah, I think they'll finish. I think they'll finish top four. But I think if they do go on that on a, a, a poor run, you don't know what what the next sort of games are you know are coming up but Man United have, have picked up three draws in their past five league matches either they're not involved in any cup competition so I could definitely see top four being a being a thing you know Leicester's one point off them your your team West Ham five five points off them I don't think they'll match Man City they're on an incredible run at the moment but I can definitely see top four instead of top six I think this um this did you know this tops top six is, is definitely looking pretty strong as this time Dinier advances from the left uh, are you watching the game Gary are we, uh, have yeah, we what what minute are you on I'm on five minutes ten seconds okay so obviously Gary as you know we'll, uh, we'll just watch this a little bit uh, late, later it's us but it's good for reactions and seeing uh, decisions again as a big <sighs> hominick has just joined us. So thank you very much there uh, for joining us. Much appreciated. Yeah, I Everton think... Uh, lost the last... Well, not even won their last five games. <sighs> yeah, it's definitely it's definitely a poor time for Everton, but I think this game is, is definitely a turning point um, for them. So it's going to be it's going to be difficult um, to see uh, what is going to happen. This is interesting. This is 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 slightly different to what probably we we usually cover here on these live streams, Gary. But I've got a new story coming from Eurosport. 
Eurosport. This is not Ooh. related to any any of the games that has been going over over the past couple of weeks, but obviously the past couple of days is actually about some management issues because Barcelona have added Mikel Arteta to their managerial shortlist to replace Ronald Koeman at Barcelona. I also it's, read that as well. It, it, it's, ma- it's massive, really, for me. As is... Well, I'm, I'm not sure. We, we were talking about it, and Everton have just scored a goal. Dominic Calvert-Lewin has head-butted two Southampton players. Ref played on here. It actually came off Calvert-Lewin's shoulder... They advance forward here with Sigerson. Um, it's all happened very, very quick here, but Everton have just scored Sigerson with a, a lovely weighted through ball. Richardson was onside. Richardson taking it down Fraser Forster and stuck it in the back of the net, but I'm not sure whether this goal is going to count due to an off, due to a, a foul. Um, I've not seen it yet, so this will be fun. <laughs> Well, you might, you might, you might have covered it at the same time as me because, and the goal will stand. Richarlison gets the opening goal of the game, his fifth in the Premier League this season. And uh, the Southampton player, quite rightfully, is not happy with the decision. He says he was fouled, and it was a hedge injury. We saw a couple of them in Saturday's early kickoff between Arsenal and Leicester, but. So Everton have took this early lead. We've said that this is a game in which they need to win. And they've took that opportunity there. But Calvert-Lewin showing his aerial threat once again. So the the player's just been checking. So Southampton will have to play for it with 10 I men for it. hit the head of the Southampton player. I, I think looking back at it, I think it's... He, he's he's risen and you don't know whether there's an arm um, you know potentially coming up but I think it's it's one of them which it could have been give, given in a different area of the pitch potentially but it's, it's not a free and it was a great finish from Richardson you've got to give him credit as he's off here again but Fraser forced to collect in the ball uh, from that missed kick from Luca Dinier. So we didn't actually cover this one. And that's a nice touch. Don't remember if Alfie Humphreys, who was a 12-year-old, um, that unfortunately passed away at the weekend. I read about that. So um, from everybody at the True Fans, the thought and thoughts go out to his family. But that's a really, really nice touch from Everton. Um, you know, just 12, year old, 12 years old, it just shows... You know the tragic, the tragic of this COVID pandemic. It really, really does. As that's a a foul there by Allen on Nathan Redmond. Eleven minutes in, Everton one, Southampton nil. I have to, um, you know, look at, make sure that Gary changes it the title very t- soon. Oh, sorry, I'm literally watching it on my phone, so it's kind of difficult for me to change it. That's all right. Long ball through here for this uh, Che Adams, who a lot of people have been saying he might get an England call-up. International friendlies are are looming very, very quickly. So don't give dispossessed by him. He was uh, yes, but but uh, Craig Dawson 
and, and Che Adams the opposite of her career but still a dominating performance by West Ham we'll, go, we'll come on to them as well I'm sure a little bit later as uh, Alan once again man marking Nathan Redmond and causing Nathan Redmond for the mistake yeah let's get back to the story that we were talking about saying that Michael Arteta has emerged as uh, Barcelona's owner's number one target to be next manager I think the two two things we've got to say is would Arsenal let him go and can he deal with a team as big as Barcelona if you're asking me no I don't think he can handle Barcelona yet I think he needs a couple more seasons at Arsenal and then he might be in the flow of things but I can't see him taking the car Barca yet sorry that's all right. I did that. I did as well. Yeah, I think it's difficult because I think you, you, you've got to be careful about Barcelona. They've gone through a lot of managers. Billy uh, JF just started listening. Thank you very much, pal. Um, so it's been so difficult because you don't know what is you know going to happen in the next couple of of sort of weeks in terms of Arsenal's career. But I think it's such a massive, massive. Uh, change here is uh, a free kick has been given for for a high foot there. I, I didn't see much wrong with it actually, um, uh, but it, it's another Everton uh, free kick in territory where they can have, they can use their tall players like Calvert Lewin, like Michael Keane. Uh, you know, Richarlison's in there as well. So this this could be a long evening for Southampton. Of course, this is the second game that we've watched on a live stream involving Everton. That last one being a 3-1 defeat to Manchester City, who we'll, I'm sure we'll get onto a little bit later on. Gilvy Sickerson, that's a great ball, and what a save by Fraser Forster there, the seven-foot English keeper. And Richarlison was actually offside. This new rule about um, offsides, you know, the flag going up, he was miles offside but Fraser Forster wasn't supposed to know that it's a, a good header by Richarlison but the fact that Fraser Forster such a big guy can get down that quick is extraordinary fantastic save by Fraser Forster there in the Southampton goal so they remain Everton remains 1-0 up as you probably don't know by the, the title I can change that now can I also just say that Liverpool set uh, with talks for uh, with Egypt after Salah is named in the Olympic squad and obviously Egypt have not spoke to Liverpool about it. Yeah, it's it's sort of a, a, a touchy subject today in film and, you know, coming out of Liverpool. Um, I, I think it sparks a, a very interesting debate about should international teams get permission um, and I think I don't understand why where they're sort of coming from in the sense of you know he's played there before he's done international duties before uh, for the for the country he's, he's come back relatively okay for Liverpool I know he's had a couple of injuries since he's been there the, the problem is I don't know where Liverpool how Liverpool feel about 
getting rid of, of players for international duty because we've got so many injuries. And, you know, Mane always seems to be injured when he before he when he comes back from international duty. So, you know, we don't want to risk it. So I think that's possibly where they're coming from in terms of that perspective. You know, I don't I don't have a problem with players going out and doing international duties because there's so many great players that, you know, do really, really well for their country and, you know, it's not right that we say yes to you know, to, to the English guys like Trent and Henderson and but but we don't say yes to um you know, players like Salah just because he's from a completely different continent. So I think it sparks an interesting debate, you know, about international breaks and you know where they're coming between the season as Nathan Redmond there with a volley could not keep it down as it sails over the crossbar so you know in teams like teams like Liverpool I think we have to worry about a lot of our players going to international duty and I just don't think we can risk it I think we've got a big squad we've got a really well depth squad we've got great players in great positions but we've been really unlucky this season in terms of injuries in a specific position and you know we've just got to you know what I mean we've just got to have an intensity about us you know coming back I think Man City have pretty much won the league this year and you know we've got to come back with them players you know fit and ready but you know I mean, how how do you feel about your players coming? Because you've you've got a couple, but I wouldn't say you've got as many as Liverpool. No, so yeah, we obviously got a few. Um, one of them being probably named Declan Rice, uh, maybe Jesse Lingard. Looking how he's been playing at the moment. Um, yeah, I think it's like you got like again like Fuja, the Czech Republic, Kufal again for Czech Republic. I think at the end of the day, they don't need permission. If it is during, if it's during season time, then yes, they need permission because obviously they've got to go out. But if it's like the Olympics or the Euros, I think you don't need permission because at the end of the day, you've got to represent your country if you've been called up for them. Yeah, I think it's a massive honour. To be played, to be an international, regardless of of sort of how, you know, you are at your home team. It's so nice to see to see teams. As I can only really speak from an English perspective because I watch them games. But it's nice to see players from them lesser teams. Declan Rice, you know, Southampton have had Danny Ings, you know, and hopefully Che Adams, Aston Villa with Mings and. In Jack Grealish, Leicester with Vardy, and hopefully James Justin and and Madison. So, you know the traditional non, the traditional top six teams. It doesn't. It's not full of them, and I think that's what's really nice. Um, it's obviously interesting to see, um, you know what what how teams react to it. But I think Liverpool ever have a right to be annoyed because. If they've not asked, it might be difficult. I mean, you, you don't know what they need to ask. What the is like? Oh, can we can we borrow him? You know, I'd, I'm not sure what they need to ask. But if there's some, if there's a rule in place where you need to ask the team, then yeah, you know what I mean. You have to 
because if there's a rule in place, you have to keep it. So I think it's interesting. I really do think it's interesting. And uh, an interesting um, idea. So uh, 20 minutes in, Everton won Southampton nil. Richarlison's goal being the, the difference maker. But Everton, Gary, has massively controlled this possession. So this could be a game where Everton uh, truly dominate the possession and potentially the game. Yeah. Short and sweet. Short um, and sweet. I like it. Go guys on. have more news. So uh, Man United star Aaron Wan-Bissaka to switch nationalities if overlooked by England. Uh, are they saying where he potentially will move to? I mean, is he got a, a you know, I, I completely agree that that's available. I, I, I'm unsure about whether he's actually got an English cap, because if he's got an English cap, I'm not sure whether they're allowed to do it. I'll have a quick look now while I'm, while I'm talking about it. But and, and you let us know, is he is there another country he could potentially go to? Dem- Democratic. Republic of Congo. So Congo, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, uh, Colin Brown, 1968. How are you, sir? Very, very pleased that you can join us. Yeah, I mean, th- at the end of the day, he is from a, a, a DR Congo descent. He is. He played in their under-20s in, in 2015. Um, he's played... He's not had a senior cap for England yet. He's participated in the under-20s and under-21s, but he's not got an official cap. But but do you think he deserves it? I mean, do you think Aaron Wampasaka should play ahead of players like Trent? Um, you know, there's some great right packs, Trippier, Walker. You know, do you think potentially that that could be? Wampasaka could get picked, and if he doesn't, do you, you know, I don't think that, I don't think it's, do you think? I think he could get picked, but he's not going to play. That's what I think it's going to be. And, um, again, I just think if he wants to play football, he will go to a different country and play for his other country. But at the same time, England's quite a big name and you've got a lot of people from England. Listen, I think we're living in in an embarrassment of, of great talent you know, younger players coming in, you know, it's, it's becoming a massive golden generation. You know, you, you talk about the reason why we didn't win anything when Gerard Lampard, Scholes, John Terry, Rio Ferdinand wasn't playing. And, you know, we might have the similar situation here where we've just got incredible players. You know, I think the position, you probably got a lot more strength in there, but you know, in attacking midfielder positions with the players that we've got. I mean, we've got such a fantastic choice. Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see what Gareth Southgate picks for the Euros if the Euros go ahead. So, you know, Wan-Bissaka's got to have an opportunity. Yes, he's a, he's a very, very talented player, but he's not even playing for Manchester United. And, and unfortunately, when you don't play for your club, you're not going to get picked for your country. And he, he has had some injury troubles as another free kick going uh, Everton's way. Nathan Redmond, the man that was uh, penalised that time. Nathan Redmond being part a couple of incidences and it's actually a similar situation to where Richarlison's 
opportunity was saved by Fraser Forster, but ended up being offside. It's a similar area to here, so could uh, Lightning strike twice for the Toffees? Do you like Toffee, Gary? I know we go very random with these options, but I'm not a massive fan of Toffee. What about you? It's all right, depending on the day. Depending on the day. I can imagine you having a nice Toffee crisp at 10 o'clock in the morning. When everybody's not in bed. Cheers, that, Karen. No problem. Back post, Mason Holgate. Keane is in! And Lightning has oh. stroked twice for the Toffees. 2-0 to Everton after 25 minutes. And it's that man once again, Michael Keane, who's had such an impressive season under Carlo Ancelotti. And he's put the Toffees 2-0 ahead against Southampton. And of course, it is going to be checked through the VAR due to an offside by Mason Holgate. And I will be very, very surprised if Gary all of Mason Holgate's arm is offside and it's just the rules now. So Michael Keane doesn't seem like he's a, opposing for it. And I think it, it is definitely uh, offside. I'll be very, very surprised if this isn't uh, wiped off here. We'll obviously get to your reaction in a minute once you see the incident. It's taken longer than I expected, actually. It's, it's a clear... I'm so, it's got... A check, and it's been it's been written off for offside on Mason Holgate. I predicted it massively. Nobody, if that was given, I think a lot of massive questions has got to be asked from from VAR there. Who's joined us? Who's joined us on the live stream? Bracket Force, love that name. Welcome to the the podcast live stream. I think we're waiting on Sam, aren't we? We need Sam. Usually joins us. Uh, Going to be interesting. Nathan Redmond up against Alan. You, you were saying, Gary. I can't remember what I was saying. Sorry. It's all right. Danny Ings, that time being uh, took down. So a, a lot of fouls in this game at the moment. Mason Holgate, the man to foul uh, Danny Ings there, who's probably not been in, in demand like last season, but he's been pitched in a few important goals for Southampton. So, so Southampton has got an opportunity now to have a free kick. James Ward-Prowse, is over it's not within shooting range to the happiness of of any Everton fans out there but we'll have to see what's going to happen a couple of players not being marked by Everton ball goes in here and it's and it's been dragged wide and I think Calvert-Lewin put his body on the line there is an is an aerial a threat in terms of attacking and my god did he put his body on the line once again there and he actually headed it away from goal a great head, defensive header by Dominic Calvert-Lewin there we can I mean if you're interested mate Liverpool are 
but looking forward for some centre half. So you could potentially play centre half for us if you want. Um, also, I have news on obviously why uh, Fabianski didn't play against City. So the reason was um, he got stood on. He got um, stood, stood on? on his arm as he made a save. Was this in training? Uh, yeah. So Lucas Fabianski was injured today, unfortunately. Someone stood on his arm in training as he made a save. It was an accidental... Accidental... Con- con- I can't speak English. Collision. And I don't think it's too bad. Darren Randolph has been out recent in recent weeks with a bit of a thigh strain. He's been back in training for a week or two, but I think he felt the effects of his thigh again. So maybe some goalkeeping issues for 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 West Ham. It's it's you know you've got to hope and pray that at least Randolph or Fabianski comes back as another court. Oh no, it's a goal kick. I'm very surprised by that decision. Armstrong made a great run again with Dinier, but it's come out as a as a as a goal kick. Uh, as Ralph Hattenhuttel shouts at his. Uh, team, of course, shouting ideas, suggestions about how they're going to get back into this game. Yeah, I've, I mean, Liverpool had a similar incident with goalkeepers. Their number one goalkeeper, Alisson, uh, out due to family reasons. I believe there was a death in the family. So, you know, we hope he's back very, very soon. But, of course, he's got to deal what, with what he has to deal with, unfortunately. Um so Adrian coming in and getting a clean sheet, I'm pleased for him. Plus that two centre-half partnership. I'll tell you now, Gary, 15th partnership, centre-back partnership. Liverpool had last night, but it got us a, a clean sheet. So we've got to move forward into the weekend, weekday games. A couple of games we might cover on the uh, True Fans podcast live stream. We don't know yet. Still one nil, half an hour being played. Everton with that early lead, the Richarlison goal, the difference maker between the two teams. The True Fans podcast, of course, will be available tomorrow to listen to. Uh, we've got some great topics. Gary Best, the, the host of that one, so looking forward to seeing uh, you know, that happen. Looking forward to, to also be doing it as well alongside some... Uh, a good friend of mine, of course, and a great colleague as well. Southampton Gary's never really had their foot on the game, foot on the ball much this game. Are you disappointed that Southampton's potentially not uh, making them attacking threats? Um, I suppose, yeah, because Southampton have looked quite strong, obviously been top of the table this year, but they're just not looking as strong as they should be now. I think it's going to be interesting to see how Southampton finish the season. It's going to be something I, I you know, you've got to definitely keep your eye on. And um, potentially, you know, it could be a, a pretty average finish for Southampton after making a great start in the league and beating some some good opposition. So, uh, like, like I mentioned, we will be doing this game in two halves, the first half and the second half, of course. So make sure you check us out for both of them. But all the game highlights will be put on to the uh, True Fans 
which is available on Spotify now. Southampton have their first big chance of the game, but it's no, no, they still re- remain possession. Everybody, bar Calvert Lewin's behind the ball, and it doesn't amount to much. It goes out for a goal kick. Tomorrow's matches: Everton, um, Manchester City taking on Wolverhampton Wanderers. Plus a bunch of championship games. Your favourite team, Gary. Watch your language. Millwall is uh, hosting Preston in tomorrow. Um, Burnley, Leicester, Sheffield United, Aston Villa, and Crystal Palace. Manchester United are the games on Wednesday. Plus a bunch of championship stuff. The top three teams both in action. Uh, the, the game to look out for in the championship is definitely uh, first versus second Norwich taking on Brentford, Watford taking on newly promoted Wickham uh, in the championship there who are unfortunately sitting in last place. Moving into Thursday, Fulham take on Tottenham, West Brom take on Everton. So once again, so Everton have got a quick turnaround in that game so hopefully we're trying to get a win today Liverpool taking on Chelsea as well no games on Friday but we do get into the um, into the, obviously the Saturday games which we'll be giving our score predictions uh, on the podcast so uh, Gary you must be pleased because your team West Ham have got an opportunity to uh, to have a rest as we say hello to our main man Sam S. Sam, send us in some voice messages, mate. Share your opinions on everything that's happened over the uh, the most recent match day. We want to hear from you on the True Fans podcast. I was just mentioning, Gary. I'm not sure if you heard me about uh, your team, West Ham. You're, you're you're pretty pleased that you've you possibly got some time off, no games in the week. Yeah, it's it's going to be a chance, I think, to get back to strength for all the team and hopefully grab a win against Leeds. Well, well, let's talk about your team, West Ham. We've, we've been hinting at it all of the, of the first half, so we might as well talk about it. There's nothing pretty much happening in this game, so um. So, before we ask you specific questions, because that gets a bit boring, your, your general thoughts on the game? Uh, what, the Man City game? Yes, the Man City West Ham game. We were shocking. I think we could have done better. But I think there's at some point where we wasn't that good. And I think it could have just gone a lot better. It could have gone a lot worse, but... Hey, yeah, we're still in the top four, so I'll take that any day of the week. But yeah, it's the only thing you can do, really, is take what you get. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you are playing a, a fantastic Manchester City team who are obviously playing, you know, great at the moment. 20 wins uh, on the bounce. So you're going to be, uh, you know, you're always going to go to the Etihad as well with trouble as uh, we have it, another free kick in a very, very similar position. This time, uh, a little bit further out, but Sigerson and Dinier want to get over it. They had a chance, they had a goal disallowed. Let's see what happens here. And Everton dragged it wide. Richarlison, the goal scorer, trying to get his second of the game, but it's dragged wide again. And I tell you what, Southampton are cons- need to stop giving these goals 
goal opportunities away here and these free kicks because Everton are looking deadly from them. You know, dead ball situations with Sigerson has done fantastic with his opportunities from the free kick. So Everton have really got to put their ideas up. Southampton, I mean, I mean, but yeah, yeah I mean, Everton, Everton have got to be a little bit more deadly in front of goal. <sighs> and there we go Thursday at 8 Liverpool versus Chelsea going to be watching that game me particularly with eagle eyes I, I, know, we do, I know we'll do our score predictions uh, on the podcast tomorrow Gary but um, what, what would you say because that's probably the, the bigger game of the other match day games I might have to cut you off because Southampton's on the on the attack at the moment, but no, no, you've got time. What did you say, Karen? Sorry. Uh, Liverpool versus Chelsea. Who are you predict? What's your score prediction? There's points where I want to go Chelsea, but I need to go Liverpool because I, I need Liverpool to uh, get a win. So I think I'm going to go a Liverpool win. There we go, guys. You heard it here first. I know Chelsea looking good, Gary. but I just think the way they played against Man United was a bit poor, and I think they need to focus a bit more on maybe getting further in the Champions not Champions League. Uh, oh, what? Top? I can't even remember the trophy. How bad am I? Um, FA Cup. There we go. There we go. He got it to he got it towards the end. Love it. Thank you, Gary. Sorry. <laughs> Still at one nil. Seven minutes left of quite a relaxed um, first half. I'm, I, I must say, but um, it's. Definitely going to be interesting to see how both of these teams react in the second half. Southampton finally enjoyed some nice possession, but give it away. Mason Holgate's been fantastic at the back, playing as a centre-half, but has done really, really well when he's when he's had to do so and of course he he got the assist for Michael Keane's disallowed goal so definitely he's going to be the the star man of the of the first half so far but Everton have really enjoyed some really nice possession and um, you know Southampton are, are definitely struggling to have an attacking opportunity uh, in this game so still 1-0 Trey Adams trying his best there but it's just not falling for for Southampton is it Gary? I don't know I don't think it is and I think they need to start uh, focusing more on attacking than defending really like like we say goals win games and you know you're gonna you're gonna struggle I think Southampton today to at least get any goals have not got that fight and that determination there's another ball through here Calvert-Lewin trying to win it in the air but he doesn't uh, win it that time 
clearance away here by Southampton, trying to create something again. And that flat back free for, for Everton is proving um, vital, really, here. For uh, Everton here today. Let, let's see who's joined us back. Uh, ex Addy has started this. So thank you very much uh, for you. For, for joining us, thank you very much. Make sure you get uh, interacted with the voice messages and, and stuff like that. We would love for you to be uh, in contact with us surrounding this True Fans podcast as the second half uh, is definitely looming. Not much to really report on. Richarlison's goal being the only massive highlight of the game, uh, a definite disallowed goal from Keane is also been another uh, talking point uh, in the game. But apart from that, it's been all Everton and Southampton have not enjoyed much possession uh, on the board. They, they do enjoy this here, but it's a incident by Allen, but no foul to of Hampton there, so uh, definitely going to be interesting to see how the second half kicks off. Keeping the ball high there, Bertrand trying to get it back in. I think it'd be good for Southampton's confidence to get a to get a goal just before half time he uh, gets over in the game that's fantastic there by Che Adams took down and ref waves it away instantly no penalty being given there Che Adams protesting but no way but says the referee so not quite the best once again Everton of Sickerson with a good interception here. Southampton's got to be careful. Ducore back to Richarlison. Unlucky Sickerson as well that time trying to create something. And here comes Redmond at least trying to get something from this game. It falls to Charlie Armstrong. Back to Nathan Redmond. This is nice from Southampton. Can they bring something into this game? Potentially a goal just before half time. It doesn't go through. And Everton once again advancing forward. So definitely going to be an interesting second half to see if this game potentially relaxes, maybe has some different opportunities. But we're a minute away from half time, plus at a time, of course. So interested to see how these two teams face each other in the second half. And we'll be back for that on a different recording. So make sure you come back and join us for this True Fans podcast live stream. Everton not wanting to concede. As a Stan Decore in the centre of the pitch. He's, uh, he's definitely looking good. But, uh, you know, doing definitely a job. You can't say he's somebody that will advance forwards and get, a, and get a goal they rely on players such as Sigerson and uh, Calvert-Lewin and Richarlison to do that so 
see how much added time we'll get put on. Can't imagine there'll be much. Two minutes. Two minutes added time here at Goodison Park. There's uh, Everton just enjoying the possession at the moment. Uh, not, not, not rushing anything. Pickford trying to look for that opportunity long. And, and they get it. Here they come again. Gilfie Sickerson just did not know where the ball was. Uh, but once again, a giving away by Southampton. Plays down the line here to Mason Holgate. Ball in. That's a long ball here. And it's easy for Southampton to clear what it should have been. Uh, the Southampton player didn't quite get his foot in there. And it's fell to a... Uh, a Everton throw-in, so Everton still have an opportunity as they look back at this penalty incident. Uh, che Adams would... Uh, no, that's not a penalty. It was Che Adams. I'm not sure that there was that much protest in there. Godfrey was uh, was clumsy, but I'm not sure whether it, it warranted a, a penalty incident. So uh, about 45 seconds left of this game uh, in the second in the first half, that is, as... Southampton now got a free kick back by Everton. Cleared and it's very very easy for Michael Keane to regain possession. So uh, Everton won, Southampton uh, nil. What are you expecting in the, in the second half, Gary, between these two teams? Um, I'm not really expecting much. I just think there's going to be more of a push by Southampton, but I don't think anything's going to come from it. So, you know, we'll just see what happens. Had a great opportunity there, and Pickford did not make made that easy. Danny Ings with not the best shot, but Pickford made an absolute meal of that. Decided to save it with his legs. I was I was very very surprised at just how easy it potentially could have been. And that is half time. Everton won. Southampton nil. Richarlison's goal being the difference maker between the two teams. Protests, of course, from Southampton following a Calvert-Lewin incident, but there was no way that that was going to be a foul. The goal stood. Instead, Mason Holgate's clear offside from a guilty Sickerton free kick. Michael Keane scored a header, but it was ruled out by VAR. We love that word, don't we, football fans? So, at the break, the Toffees enjoy a nice 1-0 lead, and that finishes off this live stream for the first half. Tune in to the second half with me and Gary in this True Fans Watch Along live stream. And we have returned officially for the second half of the game. Everton enjoying a nice 1-0 lead against Southampton at home, trying to get back to winning ways and level on points with Rivals Liverpool. That doesn't sound like deja vu. I say if you are if you are new to our live streams, the second half is where we get um, a little bit off topic. We we talk about a couple of weird stuff. Um, so strapping, get ready. We were professional in the first half, but it, I don't think we will be in the second half. No changes by both managers at half-time. Richarlison uh, introducing himself to the uh, Southampton players very early on in this second half. Gary. Yo. 
your time to shine. Would you like to tell everybody about all the things, every little thing that we do on the True Fans podcast, the channel, the football team, the live streams, the Kiss My Score app, our, our partnerships with some great companies like Challenge and Kiss My Score. You tell the, you tell absolutely everybody. Oh God! So, um, True Fans podcast is basically just a podcast about the beautiful game, um, mainly the Premier League. We sometimes include Championship and all that. Um, there's an Instagram to it as well, True Fans Podcast, or one word. Um, go and follow it, and if you send a message, you might get a response. You never know. Just a saying. Um, there was a, should also be a Facebook, a Twitter, soon enough as well. Um, I'm currently working on that. And then the football team now. I don't know at the moment what's going on because we've only got three players. Gary, unfortunately, mate. Unfortunately, I'm going to have to cut you off here. As, as, as uh, Everton have another free kick within shooting territory, I'll have to cut you off. I do apologise. But uh, you know, Calvert-Lewin burst him through and it was sloppy from the Southampton defence. And uh, Calvert-Sickerson and Dinho's over the free kicker. I feel like over the course of the 90 minutes, I'm going to be saying that a lot. But this was is within shooting range and Sickerson can hit these. So he could potentially... Put Everton 2 0 up in this game. He steps up over the wall and it actually hit the wall as well as it does go to a Everton corner in which the uh, Everton skipper for tonight takes. But yes, but yes, Gary, back to you as I'm enjoying a lovely cup of tea. Um, at the moment, I don't know what's going on with the football team as we only have three players. Um, are we going to reveal what's happened quite recently? I think it's. I think it's a good place to 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 talk, and we can definitely talk about it and sort of share, you know, what we think, Gary. I think we're we're both on the same wavelength. As a uh, Nige Mac has just joined us. Thank you very much, sir, for joining us. Um, yeah, no, we can talk about that if you want to. Um. Do you want to say it or do you want me to? I'm 100% fine with saying it. Yeah. Um, no, I'll say it. Um, it. It's obviously come to our attention over the past couple of weeks um, that our friend and fellow podcaster, Sam Cattell, has has left the the, the channel. Um, he, had, he took a bit of time off due to some personal issues um, that we will not be disclosing on the live stream or, or anybody messaging us, whatnot, we won't disclose that. Um, and Sam has come, came back. He came back for uh, one or two episodes. It, it was definitely nice to have him back. And due to him having other commitments, but also his personal opinion on the podcast and, and sort of, the opportunities we make and the time frame it's unfortunately not going to be able to happen and for me that's massively upsetting he is a good great friend of mine who i brought into this podcast channel um and it's difficult it really is because you you struggle you struggle to sort of pick yourself back up um 
you know, after that, Sam was a great friend who I lost touch with um, after I finished playing football with him. But, he, you know, I, I definitely did feel that the podcast, had, you know, brought us closer together. And he was very much consistent, but he, he obviously had his feelings. Um, me and Gary both loved doing the podcast week in, week out. Doing these live streams as well is a really nice new addition that we've been able to do through stereo. So, so we're going to carry on doing it as, as best as we can. You know, it's difficult. I think me and Gary definitely did have a meeting and think where you know, what do we want to do? Do we want to give it up? You know, do do we, is this something we, we, we can't want to carry on doing without, without Sam? And it's not anything where, you know, it's going to hurt. Sam might return, you know, he's, he's definitely going to be welcomed back with open arms, but it's not going to be something that for me, it's going to happen. Uh, you know, in the short time, I think it's going to be something where you've got to be careful about how you approach certain situations. And it's upsetting, but I think, you know, it's, it's the opinion of, of Sam. And also, we don't want to give it up. You know, we have fantastic opportunities to, to work with some great companies and, you know, do some fantastic opportunities. So we don't want to give it up. And, you know, I obviously absolutely love doing the podcast with, with Gary and, and Gary, I'm sure feels the same way. And, you know, we'll move forward. I mean, Gary, so do you want to explain how you feel about it? Um, I can't really, because at the end of the day, I'm speechless because obviously we didn't expect it to come out, but it has. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, this isn't going to sound, this isn't horrible towards Sam or anyone, but people do come and go. It could just be a little phase that he's going through. Something could be going on behind the scenes that he wants to kind of keep quiet and focus on that and get it sorted. But we aren't going to, like I said, we aren't going to go into detail because we don't exactly know why. Well, we won't go into detail anyway. But I think it's just, it was a bit of a surprise, really. That's why I'm a bit like, hold back and... I think it was a shock to all of us. I think it was definitely out the blue. Um, you know, we we appreciated he wanted time off. We understood why we uh, had to tie. He he had time off. This is the first time we've sort of spoke about it since it's happened. The first opportunities we've been able to do. But I think I think Sam. We don't know how long Sam felt about it. We don't know what what was the main reason, and maybe we'll never know. But it is obviously disappointing. I think a lot of people are asked will then ask the question of will you bring somebody else in in time but I, I think me and Gary have got to have got to do this on our own for the for the next couple of weeks and you know we would love to bring somebody else in and and sort of share their opinions but it's been something that has remained consistent between me Sam and Gary and we don't want to chuck it away like he didn't he didn't matter because he was a massive part of it and and did so so well so looking forward to seeing the future but and we're going to move forward but Sam will always have a posi- position in it, in it I think it's nice that he has come out and said thank you very much for the memories thank you much thank you very much for you know all the stuff that you've done and all the opportunities you've given me and you know it, it, it'll probably be hurtful if he 
starts a podcast on his own or who he, he moves to a different football related podcast channel because I think that would hurt us but it's definitely not something it's definitely something that we're not going to hold against him if we you know speak to him again it's going to be something that you know we've got to move forward because we love doing it and you know I, I can't imagine not doing it and I think you know it's just started now having its own individual channel and um it's definitely nice to talk about it with you guys and, and sort of keep you up to date. Um, yes, obviously, that's why I said we have three players. So we have one of my friends, obviously myself, obviously could be looking unlikely to play. Obviously, Kieran as well, who will be playing. Um, at the end of the day, I think it's just, we might have to scrap the idea of True Fans United and kind of leave it alone for a while. Um, but yeah, like we said, it does. It it has hurt because obviously we were like a trio. We knew what was happening when it was happening, and kind of we were ready for it to do the podcast each and every week. Obviously, yes, Sam wanted his break. We allowed it. Me and Kieran carried on. Um, and I think it's just we need to. We need to just focus on getting the time schedules right again and kind of slowly flowing everything back into position like it was. But like we said, it is going to be a bit of a shock not to have Sam there. But it's at the end of the day, it's, it will happen. And we've got to deal with it. Yeah, well, yeah, well said. What? Well, yeah, yeah, well said, Gary. Well said, mate. And I think that's how we've got we've got to sort of move forward, and we've got to hope that that. You know, you know that happens in the next couple of weeks. So, you know, we want to come back. We want to come back much stronger and, and much more prepared for, you know, certain instances like this happen again. So, you know, but but we love it, we, and I think that's 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 all we can really focus on right now. And what a crunching challenge that is by Diapo, and I will not be surprised if he doesn't pick up a card for this, Gary. I know we've not really been speaking about this. The game has not really produced any wow moments yet, but that Diapolo challenge has just completely gone through Richarlison, who's still on the deck, holding his ankle. And, Di- and a card's not been produced quickly, but oh, I don't know about that. I do not know about that. Richarlison I think he's auditioning to become the next Superman flying on the turf. There he went a good he went a good five centimetres. He really did. And it's a free kick, but it's a no card. And I I think Richarlison's reaction to that challenge probably helped him get eased out of that because that was for me, that was not warrant a, a big reaction Dinier back post again he's off the line scramble and it's hit wide Godfrey the young lad who's coming for today's game for Everton at centre half alongside Michael Keane has had a fantastic opportunity in the opposition goal Holgate again round the back it was Keane actually he made connection I'm not sure how that did not go in the back of the net, but it's, it has fell for a corner. And Everton trying to put this game to bed early on in the second half as we approach the hour mark. Ball in again 
Fraser Forster headers. What a lovely ball that is. And another penalty shout. What? Fraser Foster headers. Oh, no, I mean punches. See, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. It all breaks down in the second half. Dinier is not happy here with a, with a penalty shout. Him and Armstrong coming together. Armstrong, nothing much in that from Dinier. I don't know why he's protested, but he's still shaking his head here. He's not happy with it. But uh, yeah, I think he's going to move on. So, still 1-0. Everton trying to get that second goal. We've never had a 1-0. But uh, it's looking a lot more likely that it will be. As uh, Richarlison is down again. This time, Bednarek with the, with the challenge. Let's have a look at this again. Bednarek comes at the back of him and just catches his uh, his foot. But I think a card's got to be produced sometime because Southampton are potentially thinking, you know, they can get away with this. Richarlison's been on the end of a few. Um, Southampton's been given free kick away after free kick and it's going to be difficult Dinier and Sigerson over the free, free kick, obviously. Ball in. Header by Keane, dragged wide. Gary, what are you thinking about these constant free kicks being given away? Do you think it's Southampton potentially getting frustrated, or do you think it's the case of the referee allowing these free kicks to happen? I think it's Southampton just getting frustrated and getting wound up with what's going on. Southampton, like we mentioned, not really having a lot of attacking opportunities. Everton have been a strong wall of defence. This time, Ings tries to come forward, but Godfrey gets there easily. As Everton enjoy uh, some possession, but it's... And if, you've got to focus here, Gary, on Danny Ings. He's only had four touches in this second half. None is in in and amongst the uh, opposition's box. So Danny Ings forcing to get the ball from deep to potentially create something. You've got to look at players like Ings, like Che Adams, like Ward-Prowse to get something. Uh, if they're going to get something from this game, as it looks like uh, we'll have the first... Substitution, Christine Teller coming on for Southampton. Corner to Southampton. Can they make something from this? Everton's had a great defensive record from set pieces like corners, but can Southampton get at least something from this game? The wild Jordan Pickford in goal, of course. So who knows? We're not talking about the incident because Kieran doesn't like it. Southampton having a great chance. But it blasted over the crossbar. And um, that incident, that will be nameless, like Vol- like Lord Voldemort and Harry Potter. 
Well, uh, happened in October, so we don't need to keep going over old wounds. And uh, Mohamed Salasu coming off, having won the corner and took the corner. Nathan Teller, the young lad, arriving for his opportunity. So Jordan Pickford deciding to switch sides amongst his six-yard box. Pushing his team forward, of course. And Pickford sometimes, it's like he can't stand still. He's, he's just, you know, he's running up and down and up and down. I mean, I don't know. He needs to slow down here. It's a good ball in from Richarlison. Nobody attacked it, though. So, and it was offside. But I'm surprised players like Calvert, Lewin and Sigerson weren't there. I was surprised that. Everton were allowed to advance that far. Still at 1-0, 27 minutes played. And uh, Gary, we, we were going to do the um, live stream about um, the Manchester United-Chelsea game. That ended 0-0 and this one is, uh, is going the same but not very entertaining. It's a bit boring, to be honest. Oh, it's going to be an interesting last 27 minutes. And um, I will apologise if you hear any snores by, between myself and Gary. Very, very soon. Yeah, not very much happening here. I, I was quite surprised. These are two teams who have played really, really well in the in the league this year. It's not got to worry with European and Champions League uh, commitments. But this game has not picked up as well as I potentially thought. I was quite, I'm quite disappointed really about how this this these two teams have have not really hit the ground running, especially in the second half. I was surprised that Southampton has had so few chances. In this game, it's just not their night. M maybe it's Monday night. Maybe they had a, maybe had a, a little bit more of a, of a relaxing weekend. We've all had a relaxing weekend, I think. Nathan Redmond having a bit of a, bit of a conversation with the. Uh, Linesman who flagged for his challenge almost straight away. So uh, Nathan Redmond is uh, is having a few shouts as deja vu is happening. Is another free kick between uh, for Everton and Gary? I I'm not, I think you can guess who's standing over it. Stigerson. That's one. Oh, who's your one? Really? Didn't you? Um. What were you going to get there? Yeah, I was trying to he think. Gonna get, he was going to get there in the end. Good free kick in here with Charleston with the header. Yeah. <laughs> 
Come on, we need a goal now. We need a goal. Ball in again. Clear the way of Hampton. Everton regained possession now as it's gone all the way back to Jordan Pickford in the opposition goal. And it's been the story of the second half. Not very much happening. And it's been a very, very boring half, which has basically involved a lot of passing, a lot of free kicks, and very, very few on goal. This time, another ball uh, enters. It was Calvert Lewin versus Fraser Forster, and there was only one winner there Fraser Forster, towering above Calvert Lewin. You sound so posh when you say Fraser Forster. <laughs> Fraser, Fos- Fr- Fraser Foster. I tried Maybe really hard. I tried, really hard. I tried really hard not to be posh then. <laughs> Look, freeze or foster. I don't say it like that. I, I probably, I probably sound it like it's the beer, like Fosters. See, do you know them adverts where it was like Fosters? Good call. You see yeah. them like Australian adverts. Yep. See, that's what happens. But when the games are a bit boring in the second half, we talk about beer adverts. I cannot wait to have a bit uh, to have a beer with you very soon, Gary. Yeah, it shouldn't be long here, hopefully. Oh, that's a punishing challenge that time by Dinye. Dinye, uh, sort of protesting, but also appreciating why the free kick was made. So, uh, mixed, mixed feelings, I think, from the French left back. But uh, none of the ball, and that could have been a yellow card, actually. Standing on the ankle of uh, Diallo. And now Ward-Prowse has an opportunity to take free kick for Southampton. Not in a shooting position, but definitely one where he can cross and maybe have a connect of a header. Ward-Prowse having a... Displaying a bit of head movement there. Potentially got some... Uh, communications to talk with the with his teammate. Ball comes in, and it wasn't a bad one. It's still looking very very hopeful. Ball back in. Everton plays step step up, and I don't know what just happened there by Danny Ings, but he didn't get control of the ball, and it's easy for Pickford. So, Gary, let's talk about uh, something that happened yesterday. So, um, if play if people don't know, before the Tottenham-Burnley game, Roy Keane was former Manchester United captain, of course, was making points about Burnley. And he was making points about how they're, they're very, very happy to be in the Premier League regardless of where they finish. And I think that to me, that's that that is true. You know, they they enjoy playing in the Premier League. They're probably a team that won't have any clear admirations. They are going to be mid-table team. You know, they've not got an incredible budget. Then they moved on to Spurs, and his comments towards Spurs is what I'm going to focus on, because Spurs ended up winning that game four nil. But of course, this was before game, so we did not know that. Roy Keane made a comment saying that Spurs are an average team and without Kane and Human Son, they would be nothing. There are 
and they will never ever challenge for a top four position. Now, this is what Roy Keane has said. We will share our opinion about Tottenham in a minute. But former player and Sky Sports pundit Jamie Redknapp disagreed, stating that that Tottenham players have got some really, really good players because they're, a bunch of them are at international level. Now, I think there's a few things we've got to say here about Spurs. And here are the couple of questions, Gary. Do you think Spurs are an average team in general? Not without... We'll move on to the Kane or Son thing. Do you think with Kane, or, with Kane and Son in addition, they are still an average team? No, I wouldn't say an average team. I'd say, you know, between really good and average. I'd say in between there, because obviously Kane and Son are really good players. But I just think if you're calling them average, if you're calling the team average, and they ain't average. So they're in between decent and obviously um, quite good. Corner for Southampton. Um, yeah, so, okay. So, if you take Harry Kane out and the human son out of the team, so, if, you know, you know, two world-class players, they have, you know, them players missing through injury or, they, or they've moved on to another club, which they definitely potentially could be. Do you think that puts Tottenham down considerably? Yeah, I think it does. Cause I think it makes them lose confidence because obviously they've got the confidence with Kane and um, Son because they know they can attack. But when if Kane and Son are gone or injured, they've got no one to attack, no one who can actually push, no one can who create the chances. And I think it's they'll be start they'll start worrying and maybe unless there's a weird chat, but maybe even get relegated if they didn't have them. Wow. Wow, massive, massive points there. So it sounds like you're in agreement with Roy Keane about how average they are. Is there any other place which you would definitely put rated Spurs? They've got Alderweire, Hugo Lloris is part of a great French squad, you know, but who has had so many mistakes. They've still got Deli Ali, who had an incredible season a couple of seasons ago. Do you, do you think Tottenham, apart from Kane and Son, have got world class players? Bale as well. I think Bale, I think Dorothy's quite decent. Um, who else? Aldevero, Yeah, Aldevero. Uh, Danny Rose, I think, could be quite decent if he was back in the team. Dan, Dan, um, Dan, I would like to, I would like to, I would like to report that Danny Rose has left for her Newcastle. Oh, has he? Yes. But he's a good player. Okay. I don't like him, but he's a very good player. He's a good player. But, um, okay, so, so here's another thing. Then. So Jamie Redknapp, like I said, said that Spurs have got world-class players because they're a, they're a bunch of internationals. Does that make you a great player if you play for your country and, and represent your country? We spoke about Salah in, in different circumstances. But, you know, let's let's say, for example, Crawson, who is, I believe, is retired from... Um, international duty doesn't play for England but is still playing really really well for West Ham in in centre half if he doesn't but does that make him a bad player if he doesn't represent his country 
And and if you are a good player, if you do represent your country, does that make you a great player? I don't think it's whether you represent your country or not makes you a good player because you've got people who can go out there and perform as well as, like, let's say Jesse Lingard. He doesn't play international. And look how he's performing no. at the moment. What okay, so... I think it's like three goals in four games, is it? Yeah, I mean, he's got a great, great record. He's built his confidence back up. He's definitely still available there for, you know, for England to choose from. But they've got such a great choice, especially in that attacker midfielder option. So he might be a player that potentially does miss out uh, on the Euros. But I think he's got to carry on playing and enjoying his football at West Ham. And a player of his quality is what what you needed in that attacking midfield position. Yeah. So Jamie Redknapp also made another point about Toby Alderweireld and said that he was wanted by Roy Keane's former club, Man United. And they said that... He said that he would get... Toby Alderweireld would get into Manchester United's team at this current moment. Could you see that happening? I don't think he would, to be honest. I think it's... Because Maguire and I think Bailly are a good pairing together. Um, I also think Lindelof can be quite decent as well. So I don't think he would get inside. Okay, it's just an interesting debate. It's definitely something that I see a lot on Sky Sports football. Um, Graeme Souness was also there and he made a point about Jose Mourinho not knowing his 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 strongest team. He's had a, he swapped a players round quite a lot. Do you think Jose Mourinho is struggling to find his best team at Spurs? I just think he hasn't got the confidence to kind of talk to Spurs because there is a few videos going around um, about how he spoke to the Spurs in the uh, halftime team talk of the West Ham comeback. Um, which is a bit, I keep talking to him like a bit of a babyish kind of way. And I think he's 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 not thinking about wanting to be a Premier League champion again. I think he just wants to manage a team and he's not focused on winning trophies. I think it's a slightly different players as well as Chad Adams makes way for El Undulu. And Stuart Armstrong having the first yellow card of the game following that crunching challenge on Dominic Calvert-Lewin. So another free kick. And we'll be pleased to know that Mason Holgate is over it instead of the traditional pair that I'm not going to say their names for the rest of the live stream. <laughs> Scramble around here. Good. Light on. Once again, cleared. Gary trying to... Google making a nice appearance into the live stream. Thank you, Google. We are not sponsored by Google, so we're not sponsored by anyone. No, unless no, there's a kiss my score. Um, who wanted to sponsor this or Challenge League? Yep. Maybe we can have a nice maybe even EA Sports. Oh, I won't go that far. I won't go that far. Hey, you never know. You never know, but yeah, I do know. No, that's not going to happen. Anything can happen, Keith. Well, I don't think anything can happen in this game, Gary. 13 minutes left. Everton won Southampton nil. As you can tell by the title, that's not changed since 
the start of the live stream. So that's been definitely enjoyable to just lay here and have to worry about any technological changes. But uh, yeah, it's not the best at the moment. It it really isn't. We're uh, I'm gonna, I don't think this is going to be a, a game we'll remember as a True Fans podcast live stream for a while and maybe next season you won't see this fixture at all. Being, uh, unless, they're, unless they're both fighting for relegation or uh, the title, but that'll be a very interesting title race. Oh, unlucky there, Mason Holgate. Yes, Mason Holgate trying to slip through Dominic Cavadlo in there, but not uh, not happening. Like, like they say, Gavin and Stacey, what's the curving? Nothing. Nothing at all. <sighs> I am tired today. I'm tired today. I think I'm, I'm going to go to sleep after this potentially I have a a full day tomorrow another free kick this time for Southampton Alan on uh, Armstrong Alan enjoying a nice different a nice haircut have you seen Alan's haircut um yes I'm going to send you I'm going to send you I'm going to send you a photo as uh, Alan's just picked up a yellow card I'm not sure if it is for the challenge much more than his reaction uh yeah, so obviously you've seen that. Um, you've seen his hair, Gary. You've seen uh, what he looks like. I'm now going to send you a photo of who I think he looks like. Once uh, once Gary sees it, I will tell everybody uh, on the um, on the channel. There's a Jordi Al. Jordi. <laughs> Jordi Al has joined us. How are you, Jordi? Jordi Al. Um, yes, no. So, if you obviously you don't know, uh, Ch- that was a picture of Charles Bronson, who was a. Uh, a very, very, um, very, very dangerous uh, prisoner who was portrayed under. Uh, British criminal. He um he was played in, in a film um called Bronson played by Tom Hardy. So that for, for you Gary that's why I sent you that. That's good. Thank you. Thank you very much. I uh, I I aim to please, I do. I thought you were going to make a reference to me. No, no, of uh, course not. No. Nine minutes left of the game. I'm not telling you the score because nothing has changed, and this has been the, my tone of voice for the past 45 minutes. It's been a boring game, to be honest. It definitely, most definitely has, sir. I don't think that we'd have to have a debate about about that. Ward Prowse to Armstrong could line up a long shot. He doesn't. He passes it out. Southampton trying to get the ball in the box. Doesn't as they get a corner. Southampton pushing for a potential goal here. 
in this game to pick up at least a point. Everton have not been as attacking threat, but you've got to say that they got the job done early in the first half. And, um, you know, it's it's definitely probably shutting up shop and trying to get all three points. Ward Prowse. Ball in. Header eye back in by Redmond, but it's it's cleared and it's uh, and and like I said, Everton which is uh is not really relaxing now. They're not looking for any aerial threat, and I can definitely say that if Everton get a second one in this next eight minutes, Southampton Gary's they haven't even they've not looked like they wanted to score all night. Um. Yeah, I don't think they have wanted to score. I think they probably just wanted the draw. To be honest, obviously now they've got to work hard to get that goal to get the draw, and I can't see it happening. So so tight this season. But you guys said that Southampton has dropped up, has dropped points in certain places, and you know it's going to be another draw for Hassan Huttle's Saints here. They're going to have to go back up to Southampton with a. Uh, defeat here because I can't see them picking up a goal unless major incidences happen uh, in the next seven minutes but uh, we wanted to come back with a bang we wanted to come back with a, a live stream for you guys, we've had a week off and then um, content you know, every which way so uh, we're going to have to obviously do uh, some of these boring games we try and pick uh, certain games to to choose from, but potentially uh, we we could have picked a game with a lot more action uh, in. Oh, have I spoke too soon? Oh, what a chance for Diallo. I've got a similar position to him. I really did think that that was going to go in. Southampton's first big chance of the game, but it's going to have to go down as an off-target shot. Great ball from... It was a tight angle, I must say. He got Pickford at full stretch. And that just winced away from the crossbar. Big chance for Southampton there. I thought it would have gone in, but it was still a great chance. And um, that could potentially be a, an opportunity for Southampton to... Um, they've got to push on from that, haven't they, Gary? I do appreciate Gary just possibly uh, taking some time. Dinier not going to be able to get there. His frustrations showing there. Five minutes left. Five minutes left. Everton one, Southampton nil. Moise Keane is set to make an appearance. Everton's first substitution. At least we have something to commentate on. And we don't have to talk about... Uh, Beer adverts and um, English criminals played by Tom Hardy. Just saying. Southampton playing it dangerous here amongst. About here, but they're advancing forward nicely. Here comes Southampton. Five minutes left. Can Southampton at least pick something up in this game?
Here's Redmond out trying to switch to play again. And it just doesn't happen. Everton have been such a stone wall defence today. And it's definitely shown they've played incredible football at Everton today. And they've definitely uh, are looking for just a, at least a 1 0 win. They're, they're just going to cruise up. They're going to be in cruise control, I think. For the game, or they could be one up. Ducore tries to square over to Calvin Lewin. Still has an opportunity for Charleston with the shot, but it's been blocked and it's out for a throw in. Everton trying to get that second goal, hit Southampton on the break, and it just did not happen once again. Ducore trying to square it to Calvin Lewin. He lays it off to Charleston, who has a shot, but it's a good block out for a throw in. So. I think Richarlison's been winded in that situation. Can't say I feel bad for him. Andre Gomez has uh, had a good a good game, I thought, and that's his game over. Alex E. Wobe making an appearance, the ex-Arsenal man who is ex-club, beating Leicester 3-1. Gary, that's a massive result for Arsenal, isn't it? Beating a, a team in form like Leicester you know, I, I'm not saying that they're going to be part of the Europa League or Champions League places come the end of the season, but that's a big win for them, especially away from home. Yeah, it's a big win, and I think looking at how the the table's looking now, I think it's probably going to end the way it's looking. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, Arsenal have not really got any true aspirations to get into these positions. It's the final change for Southampton set to uh, come on. Nathan Redmond making way. He's been involved in a few incidences tonight, Nathan Redmond, but he's not able to bring on as uh, this. He introduced our first Aussie to the game, Caleb Watts, the young lad from uh, Aussie. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. G'day, g'day. Oi, oi, oi. Here we go. Gary uh, sharing his hidden talents of him of uh, accents. Stick to the day job of podcasting, Gary. Which day job? <laughs> uh, I have more time, Kieran. You have more free time than a lot of people, my friend. Southampton here to come again. They've looked alive, but I think it potentially might be too late uh, in this game. They're trying to add players in, but they're just not getting through here. And Jordan Pickford, a necessary kick, kick away, of course, trying to slow things down, but uh, a necessary quick kick, especially because without ball boys, they, they can just pick up a, a ball from a, from a cone of their choosing, which potentially could be really near to them. So Ward Prowse putting in this corner. One minute left of normal time. You'd be pleased to hear. Plus added time. But I don't think there's been any major injuries. So hopefully there's not that much uh, time being added on. Ball in. Pickford. Oh, the shot. Blocked. I don't know who it was. It's fell. Pickford with great save. And once again, Southampton have struck and they have not got that opportunity. Pickford comes out. Diallo with a shot hits Holgate 
Holgate kicks it into a Southampton player and Bednarek has just decided to kick it as powerful as he could against Pickford, but a great save. Ball in again. Pickford gets a hand to it. Is it a corner? Is it a goal kick? I'm not too sure. Pickford has been on fire these past couple of minutes. I'll be, I'm annoyed to say. Whilst Kieran's doing that, um, want to wish um, Harvey Barnes a speedy recovery after the injury he suffered against Arsenal last uh, yesterday. Yes, it's a big blow, but it's, it's a big blow for not only Leicester but England as well. Hoping that England he comes back as uh, as well um, very very soon. So, will Gary have a voice message? Do we? He has a long recovery. Yes, yes, he's he's in agreement. Thank you very much. Yes, I'll be do. Uh, wish him a a speedy recovery. H Fig Millam, absolutely love that, love that name, mate. Three added minutes. The first minute already being played. Everton trying to keep it in the corner with Alex Iwobi. I think Alex Iwobi is a. Uh, Feeling like he's in the playground with the skills. Southampton eventually get it off him though, but it doesn't really amount to much. So, uh, no, no, like you said, Gary, good point. We we want to see Harvey Barnes back. But Gary, I, ha- I have to ask you for your man of the match. There's not a lot of nominees, but who are you going for? Oh, um, I know you're going to hate me for this, but I've got to go Jordan Pickford. I think he's just been... Absolutely wicked. He's pulled out some brilliant saves and he's proven he probably is England's number one pick for the Euros. I definitely hope not. Uh, no, no, I'm going to go for the goal scorer. I'm going to go for a man who looks like he has picked up all three points for Everton. I'm going for Richarlison. He's uh, he's just come off, come off there for a well-deserved break. He's played uh, really, really well, I thought, in these games and has, has shown some great promise. I'd rather have Pickford than Ederson, to be honest. I'm a City fan. Ah, I see. Yeah, no. So, obviously, uh, you have it an incredible season, I have to say. Um, you know, Manchester City doing really well, cruising towards the title. Um, and, yeah, no, he's Pickford is a, is a safe pair of hands when he wants to be. But, uh, no, no, we were talking about how... Um, you know, Pickford potentially squad. could, yeah, for the England squad. But no, no, you raise a good point there. Um, Mojaman, Jamman, Jamman, Mojaman, Jamman. It's just joined the live stream. Love that. Love that. I might, uh, he, he might leave now, but I just thought I should start singing. And no wonder it's raining. I don't know. Is it raining? Is it raining? I don't know. Oh. I, I, I know why you made the joke, but I'm not going to answer to your rudeness, um, Mr. Best. Sorry for that. It has got, <laughs> it has gone, it has gone over the three minutes, but it looks like there will be an injury to a Southampton player, delaying a little bit more time, of course. He's he has been took off the pitch, so I'm surprised that they've decided to continue to stop play. He's not even, he can't even sit down the Diallo, who's had some great chances in the second half for Southampton. 
as a play resumes as well. Everton in and amongst staff opposite opposite eighteen yard box trying to kill this game to bed. Don't want Southampton to mount a counter-attack. I don't think there will be. Calvert doing trying to dribble through. Fraser Forster ends up picking up the ball. No comment from you, please, <laughs> about how dreadful. <laughs> oh, love that, love that. So that's been the most entertaining part of the game. So Teller has decided to run through trying to get the ball. Didn't realise the camera was there and slipped and, and just decided to put his hand out saying, please don't film me. <laughs> yes, we've, we've just filmed you slip, sir. I apologise if it's raining in Liverpool due to my singing, but uh, I'm, not a, I'm not from Liverpool, so I, I can't say. As you can probably tell from my, uh, from my non-scout accent. Ball Don't in. Say that first word on the Pickford. Again. What, what did I... What, what have you told me not to say? It's unlike you said the not um oh how can I explain it without actually saying it? Have I just said something rude, <laughs> Gary Best? It sounded like it, but I don't think you intended it to sound like it. No, no, I'm a very professional podcaster and you should remain the same. And Southampton once again has another corner. 95 minutes, we played an additional two minutes. So, Gary, you'll be pleased to know that that will continue to be doing it. Pigford's just come out for some, no apparent... Oh, no, Fraser Forster's up there. Okay, Fraser Forster's just decided to have a little journey up front. And that is it. Finally. No, no, no chance of that happening, Gary, because it is full time. Everton has picked up all three points, going level with Liverpool their rivals, of course, but not on goal different. But Liverpool go ahead of them because of goal difference. It all ha- happened in the first 10 minutes with Richarlison scoring a great goal around the seven foot Fraser Forster. You want Gary's still laughing every single time I say it. Southampton did not look like they were going to mount an attack. They had a few opportunities at the end of the game, but it was all done and dusted. The Monday Night Football tonight and this True Fans podcast live stream ends. Everton won Southampton nil. So we will close out this this live stream. I'm sure me and Gary cannot wait to get to bed. Um, we, were, we were both incredibly tired, as I'm sure you're as I'm sure you are uh, aware. But thank you very much. Uh, for everybody that's listened over uh, these podcasts, I'd just like uh, to thank uh, Talisa Aries One, who's just started following the channel. So maybe you can join us uh, in our next live stream. We're unfortunately going to have to leave you guys uh, today, but make sure you check out the True Fans podcast that is now available on Spotify. So uh, make sure you go over there and listen to all the other podcasts as we look ahead for another great week of football. See you later and be make sure you become the true fans of the beautiful game.